Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Dungeon Crawler Network presents Tales of Tamriel. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 100 of Tales of Tamriel. Oh my goodness, it, we made it to 100 episodes, and I just cannot believe it. <laughs> welcome to everyone in chat room. Thank you so much for coming to this milestone podcast episode for us. Uh, as always, I am your host, Agelos, and with me, the ever-present, ever not as much as I would like to, have him with me at all times. Avi Optum, how are you, sir? Yeah, I'm doing good. <laughs> Episode 100. Episode 100, dude. Uh, it is time. It is. It is. It's exciting. It is definitely exciting. We have a full cast today as well as a special guest. But first off, we also have Esteldian down there in the corner sharing a box. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Very excited to be here for the Episode 100. Episode 100. And also joining us, our newest co-host, uh, officially starting with episode 101, that's Mr. Nate Links. And how are you, sir? I am so good. Excellent. So good. Excellent. So getting my ass kicked by ogres, but so good. So good. That, that's a good <laughs> feeling. It's a good feeling. Nice. You don't always get your butt kicked by ogres, but when you do, yeah. they kick it good. The face you probably haven't noticed before, but... Uh, She's finally here, live and in the flesh. The Breton with a little bit of an identity crisis. That's Thais. How are you, Thais? Can you hear me? Okay. I can. Yeah. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. A little nervous to show my face here, but I'm good. Well, I mean, the alternative is them for, to look at the rest of us, so you're good. <laughs> I can see why I should be here then. Exactly. You just bring up uh, the appeal so much. But the real reason why everyone's here, I'm sure, is our special guest for this evening, uh, Mr. Rich Lambert, Creative Director, Zenimax Online Studios. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm very good. Congrats on 100 episodes. That's pretty, uh, pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, 
thank you. Over two years of podcasting. I think we started podcasting officially during one of the alpha phases and near the near the very beginning of the more open ish betas. That's when we started podcasting for ESL and have been going forward ever since for the past two years. All right, so excited. So let's go ahead. We're going to roll right into an interview that uh, Rich has been so nice to come and and, and do for us. Um, So, Faze, I'm going to let you go ahead and start off asking some questions. All right, so question number one. And hi, I'm really excited. Okay. (laughs) Question number one. What was the thought process of adding the Thieves Guild skill line as a set of passives rather than active skills? Well, uh, I guess first and foremost, we, we really wanted the skill line to be thematically about thieving and skills that you needed to m- be a better thief. And, you know, secondly, we weren't quite ready to add in any new combat abilities just yet. You know, we have a bunch of balance issues with the current batch, and we want to solve those first. All right. Understand- understandable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fix the problems first before adding more. I like it. Second question. Adding in a small zone, but then having quests lead, quest lead you back to vanilla zones was, in our opinion, an amazing idea to revitalize the old zones. What made you go this route? That's a good question. Um, you know, early on, we knew we wanted the Thieves Guild to be similar to the Mages and, and uh, Fighters Guilds uh, in terms of being somewhat of a global entity. Um, but we knew we needed to do it a little bit differently because we ran into a lot of implementation issues and a lot of duplication of effort because they're all over in various zones. And so the, you know, the logical conclusion we came up with was you know, having one little area like uh, a boss and then branching out from there and sending the players back uh, throughout the zones. Um, I, think it, I think it turned out pretty well. Uh, feedback's been great, and I really can't wait to to hear what everybody has to say when they go live. Third question. Was there any particular challenges you guys faced with adding newer content to the vanilla zones? Um, not really. Nothing outside of um, just making sure we didn't break any of the areas that we were adding new stuff to. Uh, you know, that's kind of always a worry when you're adding new content to an existing area that you know, something might break. You know, the scripting is generally pretty complex in some areas. And so if you're going to move a building or an NPC to, to another area, if you don't move all of the scripting that goes along with them, uh, then you're going to break something and, you know, kind of the house of cards all falls down. Okay. What was I on? Four? Question four. <laughs> is the reuse of older zones going to be a continuing trend in future DLCs? So what do you mean by reuse? Is this um, adding new content to, to launch zones, or is it reworking and changing them straight out? You know, I kind of want, want both answers. Let's just assume we're asking both since you brought both. it up. Yeah. Just, how, how, would you, how would you answer that? Like adding new content, yeah, that's awesome. Are you planning on adding new content to these zones? But with that in mind, even if you're not, are you going to go back and, and revitalize some of the older world zones to bring more life, like you're doing with Thieves Guild, with the contracts leading all over the place, which is fantastic. Uh, so it's not so much a, 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 um, a theme park 
MMO as much as it, it's starting to lend more towards the sandbox with being able to go everywhere and being able to revisit zones that's like, oh, that's the level 1 to 10 zone or 1 to 15 zone. I'm never going to go back there once I pass that. That's not true anymore. You'll be able to go back to Davin's Watch or Vocal Guard or Glen Umbra and, and play around in those areas to, to do these different quests. Are you planning on doing that with future um, DLC? Uh, sh- sure. I mean, I-, I think the best way to kind of, you know, talk about that stuff is, is, you know, we definitely like the idea of revisiting places you've been. Uh, you know, we won't always do it, but when it makes sense to do it, I think it feels really good and, and players really like it. As far as going back and revitalizing older zones, um, we have some plans. I don't want to get too too far into it, but there's some big plans. Matt alluded to some of it in his year ahead mm-hmm. uh, at the beginning of the year. Um, so uh, expect to hear some really exciting stuff soon. Mm, that's Just exciting. A, a tease. Yeah. You're teasing <laughs> me here, sir. I have to say, I've been I've been going through um, doing the I like Mike 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 um, Mike Mike the liar. Um, yep. Yep. Mike the liar. Yeah. Um, and what's been really interesting is that a number of the zones that you have to go to find him in, because it's like three or four places he might appear in any of these zones. Some of the zones I haven't visited since I very first played, mm-hmm. particularly in the Ebonheart initial zones. And it's kind of this, there's this really weird sense of nostalgia when you go back to them, even though it's been a while since you've been there, to go back and to just see little bits that just jog your memory a little bit. I, I don't think it takes much that you need to have in some of these zones to make them feel like like you know these zones again. Mm-hmm. It's been a really interesting and fun feeling just going back, doing what's quite a robotic uh, little journey, just hopping from zone to zone, seeing where a guy appears. But actually, the, the reason that I like doing it is because it gives me a reason to go to all these specific places around the world. So, um, yeah, that's pretty exciting that we might get to do a bit more, than, more of that. We actually just found a bug with Mike where he oh, wasn't no. spawning properly. Oh, in East March? In some zones, and so we fixed a bunch of those with the with the uh, Thieves Guild update. I, so that might uh, explain why I can't find the guy in East Because <laughs> that's literally where I, what I'm doing right now as we talk, is I'm trying to find him in East March, and he, he ain't here. So <laughs> you might have to wait till Thieves Guild. I was say, Nate, you're literally stealing everything I've done. Like, I literally just talked to Mike in... Um, Oh, what is what is that? One of the start, not the starting uh, Bleak Reich, but the next area, Balfoulian. Balfoulian. Yeah. I was just there and actually stood there. I logged out last night going, well, this is where he's supposed to be up on this pedestal. I'll just log out. I logged in. He was there. I'm like, yes. <laughs> That's um, cheating. That is cheating, but it worked. Um, I know, I know. Like one of the things that for revitalize as the Khajiit keeps jumping up here because she wants to be part of the show as well. But we we have a full cast, so she's somewhere else. Um, with like the dark anchors being one of the things I know for revitalizing and, and, and bringing back that nostalgic um, feeling. Um, dark anchors, obviously, that story arc is finished with uh, White Gold Tower, etc. But I know they kind of hinted at um, some nod. I'm not going to give any spoilers, but some where we're going next um, in in at the end of Rothgar. And this is this kind of ties in, and I know it's not on on script, but I kind of want to ask it. These type of meta events like dark acres were fixed locations but the um the the dark fissures which were added in the end of beta seemed a little bit more organic and i think they had fixed locations as well but they just felt organic are you planning on whenever the next big threat 
to have it spawn in other zones, like if it's another Daedric invasion or whatever the case may be, having it go across multiple zones rather than just going whatever the next DLC and the next big threat storyline-wise, oh, it's only contained to wherever we're going next rather than everywhere else on, on Nern. Yeah, that one's that one's hard to do. Mm-hmm. Um, with launch, it was really easy because we knew we were releasing, you know, seventeen zones or whatever, however many it was at the time, mm-hmm. uh, and that took us a long time to do. And so, a lot of times, we try to focus our efforts on building that one thing. Mm-hmm. And you'll see with with the Thieves Guild where we were able to build this really cool space, but then all of the quests that take you outside. Um, really kind of, you know, help give life and, and meaning to um, the justice system as a whole. So, you know, where it makes sense, um, I love doing that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. but it's got to it's gotta make sense to do it. I understand. All right, I slipped my one question in here that wasn't on there, so <laughs> have Gina yell at me later. I'm fine with that. She can, she can, she can yell at me later. All right, thanks. Oh, I, can, I can start again? All right, so question <laughs> five. The current outlaw dens seem to have had several entrances that were collapsed, and many thought the Thieves' Guild passive would allow us to open those up. Is there a reason you went with the NPC rather than opening those additional entrances? Yeah, the, the biggest reason, honestly, was just ease of navigation. Um, way back when we were initially implementing the justice system in the outlaw dens, we actually had all of those entrances opened, and they all led to different exits throughout the city. And during playtesting, it was just a total nightmare trying to figure out where each one went and where it ended up, and it was just super confusing. So we, we closed those off to, to keep it really simple. Um, and so, you know, we went with those NPCs because it added a little bit of element of random chance. You weren't always running to the same area. You know, if a guard's chasing you, you're going to find an NPC potentially somewhere to, to get you out of trouble, and that felt better than just running to a door and jumping through Hmm. Okay. And, oh, my last question. Any plans to expand the Thieves Guild, and by extension, all the guild's quest lines in future DLCs? I'm not going to make any promises here, but it is something that we've tossed around internally for a while now. So, uh, again, that kind of goes back to revitalizing the game that we talked about a little earlier. Uh, where, when it makes sense, and when we have time, I would love to do it. Excellent. I know, uh, I know the, the guilds, as, as you know, with being an Elder Scrolls player, and you can ask anyone here, pretty much any Elder Scrolls player, the guilds are often one of their most memorable events in, in a game, unless you're playing Skyrim and those quests were incredibly short. But those tended to have some of the best storylines in like the single-player games, and even the ones here in ESO I, I enjoyed thoroughly, uh, especially Shea Gorath, just because I love him. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> he's just fantastic. Um, but I know once you can reach the end, it's like, yes, I finally finished the story. Like, it's great. And then you kind of sit there and go, oh, but now it's over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, I, I know I, for one, am, would, would love to, if you guys have time to expand those out and continue the guild quest lines. Cause that's, and I know a lot of people probably would too, cause that's probably one of their favorite things and, um, expanding those out and whatnot. Yeah. We all have our favorite characters for sure. So. Uh, anytime we make something new, we try to find a way to bring them back. Nice. Uh, Esteldian, I think you're up. I am up. Right. PvP time. The questions everyone always loves to ask. Any chance we will see Towns and Cyrodiil capturable? 
by a single side in the Alliance War? Any chance? Uh, yes, there's a good chance. Uh, I'm not going to make any promises when it's going to happen, though. But it's something we, we definitely like. Okay, so you're, so you're more or less saying that kind of thing is on, on the docket at some point, or at least in the... It is something that phase. Mr. Wheeler and I have been talking about, yes. Okay, all right. Nice. <laughs> all right, good times for all the PvPers. The second question is a similar idea. Uh, will the districts in the Imperial City be capturable like they originally were planned to be? Yes, and actually we have some more surprises uh, coming for Imperial City pretty soon as well, so uh, I'm not going to talk too deeply on that right now. Uh, I don't want to steal Mr. Wheeler's thunder, uh, but expect to hear some details on that soon. Well, Brian Wheeler, Wheeler is more than willing to come on the show anytime like he wants. <laughs> we'll make room. I'm, I'm sure we'll, we'll, we can find room for him and he can, he can answer those questions. We would love that. I'm sure he would love that. <laughs> and because he's not here, I'm signing him up. Oh, well, there you go. So you heard it here. Hype. It's uh, now officially on his Outlook calendar. So he just got, he got volunteered. <laughs> right, the final PvP question, or PvP-ish. Um, will faction changes be coming to the Crown Store in the future? Not anytime soon. Um, right now we're working on race and appearance change. And um, maybe in the, in the future, um, alliance change will come but uh, we got to focus on those two first because they are not as difficult as a problem to solve as alliances. Mm, right. Well, yeah. I'm going to be very curious about race, about race changing. I know I'm it's so not on. so excited for race change. <laughs> just in terms, oh, just in t and I'm not asking because it's not on the list here, but I, I will be very interested to know in future how it is done without breaking law. You know, there's going to be some interesting way of sort of making that work. It's going to be really interesting to see. Mm. Well, uh, Lawrence, uh, that's all I'm going to say to that, is we have Lawrence, and that guy <laughs> yeah. is awesome. True, true, very true. I'm, I'm really excited for race changes. Uh, I've leveled up seven VR characters, well, nine VR characters, and I've deleted two because I did not like their races. So I'm starting to regret a little bit deleting two of my, <laughs> two of my previous guys now. What, which races did you, did you murder? I murdered... Um, sorry to say, I murdered an Argonian. Understandable. And, and a Nord. <laughs> no! <laughs> I leveled an Argonian the VR not understandable. One. I landed an Argonian in the VR1 and deleted him like two days after reaching it. And I went, no. Why'd I make a sorcerer Argonian? It doesn't make My sense. My heart. Ow. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm They're good for boots, boots and nothing else. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> terrible. Why am I here to listen to this? I guess, I guess if you need those bag expansions, you gotta get them some way. You're all terrible. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's what it's sword swallowing, apparently. And sword swallowing, yeah. Well, yeah, that's obvious. what it said when I deleted my VR tune, my VR Argonian. It said, if you delete this character right now, you will get extra bag space. Ooh. And I went, oh, I went, oh okay. <laughs> nice. All right. Uh, looks like um, Avi. Oh, yes. There we go. Alright, Thieves Guild and Dark Brotherhood DLC force players to play thieves and killers. Will we see DLC for characters who don't want to be thieves or killers? <laughs> well, to be fair, that's what those guilds are. They're a bunch of thieves and killers, right? That's kind of the expectation. Um, there's definitely stuff to do outside of those 
uh, storylines within those DLCs if you aren't interested in, in, in following the, the storyline. Um, you know, Marvel Archage, the group bosses, Delves, etc., etc., etc. You know, that's, there's, there's tons of stuff there. Um, who knows? Uh, my expectation is the next DLC, um, there's going to be uh, more stuff for players to do. Okay. Um, I know I'm super excited for Mall of Lorkosh because I'm I'm a, a raider at heart, and I mm-hmm. I, uh, I actually just got done with all theory and archive hard mode last night, and those oh, axes, wow. man, they're just crazy. I went. Did you play me. any of it on PTS? I have, and it's insane. Um, it is. We what, definitely learned our lessons. One of I, it's fantastic because one of our one of our guildies is in chat right now. I'm gonna make fun of him. No, I'm just kidding. He he does our end game trial nights in, in our guild. And he's like, next week, you know, we were having issues getting Hellrod down with some of the newer people who've never done trials before. Obviously, you know, they, they you have to teach people as they go. And he's like, oh, we'll do we'll do Mall of Lurkaj. It's it's cool. We'll start that. And I'm sitting there going, mm. he's like, it's on normal. I'm like, mm, no. If we can't get Hellrod down, we might want to wait. Because <laughs> uh, even on normal, it's it's not a pushover, and uh, I'm very happy for that because I like hard content. So good. Um, that, that excited me, really excited me. All right. Second question from me. Are there any more, are, wait, are there any more planned sandbox like features for ESO? Like stealing murders and housings are more on the sandbox side. Anything more like that coming? Uh, what, what would you like to see in particular? Oh, really? It's going to be open-ended like that. All right. All right. All right. (laughs) Uh, I can ask questions too, Ken. Okay, yeah, no, 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 that's fine, that's fine. Um, generally, when it comes to sandboxy type features, uh, housing obviously is a big one for us, as well as things to do outside of that for extra money, such as being able to, like they did in Skyrim, be able to grow your own own stuff. Um, I would, and as much as you guys took it away, I really like the idea of um, guilds and stuff being able to attack in the... Um, the justice system where we were, we were going to have that kind of open worldish PVP type thing. What I know that got sidestepped, but it would be kind of neat if there was a way uh, sandbox wise for guilds to control entire towns and set tax rates. I think that'd be pretty neat for a sandboxy type of thing. I, I think uh, I know some other sandbox ones do that where entire guilds, instead of just doing um, whatever the town is, um, they can they can control the entire town and set taxes on merchants. So when you're selling it, part of that money goes to you know guild for whatever. So guilds would be fighting over that, but it's more of a, a PvP battle type deal. But I think that would be kind of interesting to see as well. What I what I would like to see is related to housing, which is basically an entire vast uh, crafting line for built. Basically, mm. being able to do IKEA but in <laughs> so. Fair Everything from chairs, tables, uh, decorations, bookcases, like huge amounts of stuff that you could customize and then, mm. crucially, sell. So, you know, you could set up your own kind of miniature Ikea, each of which could have their own, um, you know, motifs and styles associated with them that I think would just give for crafters, which is me and I know um, Agelis as well, is mm-hmm. just like a massive, massive thing. So, you know... To be able to set up my own kind of Nern Ikea would be, that would be neat. Yeah, that that would definitely be something neat with with housing. That would be, and with Sandbox, it's obviously being able to create content for yourself. And if I want to, as a 
as a crafter when housing comes out be able to make the best chairs in all of Nern and then sell them that would be my game um, and whether I have to work with multiple crafters and stuff like that that is definitely a, a big plus and um, things to work towards like trophies and I would love to see trophies come into the game through whatever the whatever the case may be like with trials and stuff when you kill trial bosses they get I don't know a carcass that you can then take to a crafter to stuff and make a nice statue for your house or whatever. Um, yeah. Farming, of I, course, is I want to invite like a jealous round and sit at a table that I've made, sitting on chairs that I've crafted, and mm -hmm. sit in there and game while doing the podcast. That would, that would be brilliant, please. That sounds awesome. We could just put that in the center window here. It would just be all of our <laughs> characters in game in a house yeah. around a table. Yeah, I, I would. I would be. I'd be fine for that. You um, should come back when we do when you announce housing because we'll have a billion and one questions for you. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, we really will. Um, I, I I know with a lot of sandbox features, a lot of that's being PvP related. I would like, I know you guys already got rid of it, but I would uh, more ex exploration required quests, quests that are more open ended. I know it's another game that does it. Uh, I think it's Final Fantasy. 14 has a quest line where it specifically even marks at the beginning going listen when you accept this quest you're going to have to follow the clues there is no marker on your map there's no nothing and it, it's an all exploration quest you have to pick up journals and read journals and go okay what was this guy saying i would like to see that kind of stuff as being more of a, a in a way sandboxy type or allowing even players to to do that get together and and do little quests for fun or whatever for um, other players whether leaving notes and hints and stuff i know that's a little harder to bring into it but it would be really neat to see and on that note i'd actually just like to see some overland random sort of named powerful mobs that aren't necessarily on the map they just might be a bandit camp somewhere in the middle of nowhere with this name guy drops kind of cool bit of loot you know just kind of like the old school games where you just go mm -hmm. wherever you want and look around you might just find some named guy and you kind of go whoa look at this sword or whatever how cool is that <laughs> nice all right all right. Any word on when jewelry crafting will be coming into the game? Oh, jewelry crafting. Um, I know that was mentioned. I think during QuakeCon, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that was that was a while ago. So we're not working on it right now. We, mm -hmm. uh, I really like the idea, so I expect we'll do it at some point. Um, but we don't have any any plans soon. Okay. Yeah, we we we're gamers. We don't forget things. Sorry, <laughs> it's on the internet somewhere. Somebody like grabbed it, threw it on like a third party site, so you can't even remove it anymore. So. Oh yeah, we yeah. get it linked to us all the time. Yep, constantly. I bet. <laughs> all right, my my last one for you is uh, why was spellcrafting delayed? Yeah, so Matt touched on this a little bit, but um, the Bethesda guys, uh, Todd Howard's group, uh, has this really great saying, and it's. We can do anything, but we can't do everything. Right. And so ultimately, it just comes down to having to prioritize the, the work that you need to get done. And we have so much cool stuff that we're working on this year. And spellcrafting is so cool that I would rather we do it right and not push it out. Um, or, or, and not push it out in, in kind of a, a not good state. Um, so that's, that's ultimately why it got, it got delayed. Okay. Okay. It's still like on the, on the, on the, projected lists like it's just sitting there for someone to pick it up when you have time right? <laughs> we really like the idea and okay. it's definitely an iconic thing in Elder Scrolls up until Skyrim of course but we, we, won't, we won't argue that one but 
A lot of people well, complained I, in Skyrim that they I, didn't have it. I, I assume it's a similar idea to how by the Thieves Guild of Passive Skills only as well. If you're trying to bounce all the skills you've got in the game at the moment, unleashing something like spellcrafting would be an absolute nightmare at this point. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's definitely uh, definitely a difficult thing to, to try and balance. Mm. Mm. All right. Uh, hey, I, hold, hold on, hold on. Oh. I have one more question. Okay. <laughs> all right. Hold on. I'll, all I'll, right. I'll... I had to ask this. So you guys released these books called Tales of Tamriel. Uh huh. Were the was the, was the name? These ones right here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mine's in a box somewhere. It's just over there. Yeah, I have mine what, upstairs. What, was, was the name choosing more than a coincidence for this podcast? <laughs> I have no idea. I didn't make the name. I'm All I'm right. pretty sure I tweeted out about that when I saw. I it. Like, they ask. stole our name. Look at That's that. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I, I I had to ask. Yeah. I, I love that question, Avi. That's fantastic. Good. I'll have to ask Lawrence that one. Yeah, yeah please, please do. I'd be very curious. <laughs> we Just as a note, we're over two years old, so we were we there first. The <laughs> we beat the book. <laughs> All right, uh, Nate. Is it me? It is it you. Is. Yeah. Uh, oh, it is. Future editions. God, we're already there already. We're already I'm past that, yeah. Um. Fine. So, uh, miscellaneous, the changes to world bosses have been very positive in the PvE community. I can agree with that. They're a lot harder. I did some with my brother the other night. They're badass. Um, is this something you plan on keeping to for future DLC zones? Badass difficult world bosses that take 10 people. Uh, yeah. You know, we really like the way they turned out with, with Orsinium and, and Rothgar in general, and so we definitely plan to do more of that in the future. Awesome. Um, are there any plans to rework the old world bosses or dolmens to make them more challenging and group focused, like in uh, Rothgar and the Hughes Bane world bosses? I would love to do that. Mm. Mm. I would. I would personally love to do that as well. Because <laughs> I've been doing a whole bunch of dolmens while I've been finding Mike, and mm -hmm. uh, you can basically solo any done any dolmen once you get. 500 champion points and bet 16. I don't even think you even need that many. I do it at 290 yeah. right now. But <laughs> yeah, I play a Templar, still, so... They're still very satisfying, but it oh, would yeah. be great to... Yeah, to, to be good. Um, are there any plans to update all the Trials and Vets Dragonstar Arena, including the loot to mm. B16? Um, one day, sure. Uh... <laughs> Uh, I, you know, I feel like I, I've, you know, so far all I've said is not going to tell you when this whole <laughs> interview, um, but this is something that we would love to do as well. So again, it kind of goes back to the, we could do anything, but we can't do everything. And so we have to kind of prioritize uh, how we work. Will it yeah. be an easier thing to do once the VR has gone? And so it's kind of a flat level anyway. It's just about adjusting numbers. Uh, it, it, that definitely helps. Um, one of the things... Uh, one of the, the difficulties with, with doing that is it's not just a set a flag on the monsters or set a flag on the zone and let it go. Those, those dungeons and trials were built uh, a very different way than the way we build them now. And so it's a lot of rescripting to, to get it to work under the new system. Right. I know, I know when um, Maelstrom Arena came out, the idea of the Maelstrom and then the uh, Master Weapons and stuff, that was a really neat idea, and I like how mm -hmm. each one of them attributes to a certain skill, you know, like yeah, the first skill, second skill. That's currently how it works. Um, but it, 
it, it, it's just like the Dragon Star Arena ones. I know one of the reasons why a lot of people are like, are, are they ever going to up this to V or 16? That way, I may not, well, I have Stampede or uh, Critical Rush on my bar, so Maelstrom Arena weapon is fantastic. <laughs> but if someone who doesn't have it, it doesn't work for their build, but being able to go, well, Master Weapon affects skill one on, on two-handed, you know, on the on whatever, skill one, uh, or Master is skill one, Maelstrom is skill two, and whatever you release afterwards, skill three, four, five, depending on what your build is, you could go, well, let's see which weapon am I going to use for my build because it, it amplifies the skill. But right now, it's if you're not using the skill, is it really the best for your build? Eh, you know, whereas maybe more people would have used... I know uh, the master weapons for like destruction staffs were very popular when it was a master because everyone used the one the number one skill from uh, or at least a lot of people did from um, the destruction line, but no one used the wall of elements which is number mm-hmm. two. But I know you guys buffed it to make it. But I'm sure you guys see the metrics. No one used it before because it was just not a very useful skill or at least a very small subset did. Mm-hmm. Um, so being kind of forced into, well, if I want the VR 16 version, uh, this is what I got to use. And I know, uh, people still use the master bow because of the, the bonus to poison injection. So if you're only using it as a buff bar and to add a dot, people still use the V 14 master bow on builds because it affects that one skill that they only pop one to, to keep a dot on a boss or whatever. Um, but it'd be nice to see it actually go up and be useful. Cause if you ever switch to the, the bar, you're, you're, really hurting your your damage potential by using a vr14 when you're vr16 right so was that a question <laughs> it, it was more of an explanation on why people want to see this kind of thing um sorry i i i created a podcast so i could talk so that's what i do <laughs> i know the feeling that's why i made text message yeah exactly i just i want to um, talk <laughs> Bringing it back to the questions then, um, are there any plans to add an enchanting upgrade function for Tarunes? Um, not that specifically, but we are working on a few things for enchanting, and it is coming very soon. Okay. And I think it is something uh, extremely huge. So uh, okay. sorry for the tease, but there's some cool stuff coming. I'm just going to rename this to Teasecast because that's <laughs> what it's going to be. I think that I don't was mind. the best tease, tease out of all of them, though. <laughs> it's just them tarunes, man. They just keep they, they stack up. It's just you know. I think I have like fifteen hundred right now, and I just don't know what to do with them. I got to two hundred, and I destroyed the rest. Yeah, but a lot of people do that. That's why I was like, I wonder if they're ever going to do an upgrade where you just like take a hundred of them and becomes one uh, Jadota, and then you know, then you can at least that, they have some value. Like the lottery, you know. Oh <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What am I gonna get? What am I gonna get? It's like that whammy show. I'm like a ta- a Todd like win another ticket. <laughs> yeah, right. No whammy, no whammy, no ta 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 kuta kuta ah oh, darn it ta. <laughs> yeah, I just I destroyed the the green and the blues as well. They're all worthless at this point. Sort of, Single malt they're, they're tales redundant. of teas. That's our new title for the podcast, Tales of Teas. <laughs> yeah, they're all redundant now. You want purple or yellow, everything else like up oh, in it. Glassner in chat says rename them to the dove runes like dove. That's that, awesome. Because that's what I say when I get that's one. It's sad, but that's awesome. It is sad. <laughs> All right. I'm stealing this this last question here because I, I said I was going to. Um, when is Wicked Wolf going to get his wolf pet? A pet? A wolf pet? Or a mount. I mean, he'd be happy with either. He'll throw <laughs> crowns at you like I, I, crazy. I don't, know if, I don't know if he wants a mount. <laughs> he wants uh, a wolf to follow him around. When's, when's that happening? 
pet. I'm not sure off the top of my head, but I do know I've seen a, a dire wolf mount being worked on this. Uh, I'm, wait, I'm waiting for him to hear this in chat. There's about 10 second delay. And I literally, <laughs> ah, there he goes. I literally think he's just going to like crap a brick. Like that's it. I think he might've right there. Yep. 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 Dire wolf mount. You hear that wicked dire wolf mount. He's in chat right now. He's probably losing his damn mind. Uh, huh. Um, all right. Well, I think that was all of our questions. Um, do you have time for any from chat? I know I saw one regarding a, the, um, the, the barber shop. Uh, about whether or not we're getting more um, more hairstyles and, and, and some new customization options. You want to answer that one? Uh, sure. Okay. Um, unfortunately, it's not going to be an answer you love, but um, you know we're, we're working all, on all of that stuff right now, and the artists have created a ton of new hairstyles and adornments and things like that. So um, there will be a bunch of cool stuff. Uh, I'm not going to say exactly how you're going to purchase it or unlock it or whatnot but um there is a bunch of stuff the artists are going crazy with okay i'm willing to make ag pay any amount to get access to more ways to customize my character yeah. any amount doesn't matter and don't forget to be, being able to dye your horse or give you know horse new main styles because i'd pay quite a lot of money to have a gold horse mm. just making it rain at this point all gold Hey, I like that uh, one. Yeah, golden, I, I golden think mane crab silver like hooves. I think yeah. Lauren Schick may beat him over the head for that one. I'm just <laughs> you can hear him from right now. But <laughs> uh, all right, well, I think that's about all of the questions we had from chat. I'm not seeing any more in the chat room. So um, thank you so much, Rich, for coming Absolutely. out, and uh, we uh, we we really appreciate it, especially for this hundredth episode. It means a lot to us, Absolutely. and. Uh, We'll be expecting um, um, great things. We, oh, I was going to say Wheeler to come on the show next because he already put him on. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So, all right. Thank you so much, sir. Absolutely. Thank right. you, All right. Um, well, we're going to move on to the next little bit of the show, which we had a, um, a, a bunch of people in the community got together and put together a little video for us that I wanted to play for everyone here. So we're going to do that real quick before we move on to the last little bit of our show. As soon as I can select the right window, because I'm being silly. Hey, guys, you want to vape for me for a little bit? That'd be great. <laughs> I'm in Cyrodiil right now. Uh, I'm about to destroy Alessia. For those of you who are also in the European mega servers, Cyrodiil Azura Star right now, just letting you know, we're coming for you. Nice, nice. We're all coming for you. I'm breaking in their boots. All right. really should be. Well, my video is ready now. I actually fixed it, so right. I'm going to go ahead and play it. <laughs> Hey everybody, what's up? Krabby here. Yeah, I mean, if you've been listening for the show forever, you may remember me when I was on, I think, I think I might have been on ap after episode 4 or 5, maybe around 10. 
I was on for a month or... I was on for like two or three months, I think. Tales is one of those shows where when I want to listen to Elder Scrolls news or anything about Elder Scrolls, it's one of those shows where I just... I, I have to listen to. The only thing that sucks about being on the show is it's awkward to listen to it. So on those weeks, I don't get to listen to it. <laughs> but, um... No, it's been great. Doing stuff for the network and Tales the past past year has been awesome. Um, yeah, it's 100 episodes. God damn. Well, alright. This is gonna end it for my little spiel for now. Sorry, I don't have a webcam. I can't make anything more extravagant. But, um, yeah. Thanks for having me on the show as a guest in the past and hopefully in the future. And thanks for having me on board on the network. All right, everybody, take it easy. Tales of Tamriel 100 episode. It's Deltia. Thank you so much for having me on the early shows. I had so much fun arguing with Thais, even though she was probably right most of the time. Uh, the biggest thing I took away from Elder Scrolls uh, on Tales of Tamriel is just the, the camaraderie we had talking about something we were really, really interested in. I remember when big changes happened and I would be messaging the Jellos and just couldn't wait to give our opinions and see how they differed. That's also another reason why I love being on the show is that we were polar opposites and that Elder Scrolls might mean one thing for me, but it might be a completely different thing for Thais. And that's what I think made the show great. You know, 100 episodes that will continue success into the future. I can't wait to see how the show evolves and the new host and guests. You've done a great job with it at Delos and Thais, so keep it up. Keep representing Elder Scrolls Online in a great way. Hi everyone, me and my friend stand in Red Circle. We wanted to congratulate you for your 100th episode and especially congratulate you for your dedication and your devotion to the ESO community. A lot of luck for you for the future. Bye bye. Sua from Dungeon Crawler Network. I just wanted to wish Tales of Tamriel a happy 100th episode and I look forward to 100 more. One of my very fondest memories of Tales of Tamriel is actually when they announced Elder Scrolls for the consoles and I immediately went to my phone. I was like, all right, let's see if they have a podcast for this game and I literally listened to Tales of Tamriel for about a whole time until the release on consoles non-stop so I definitely want to wish them a hundred ha happy episode and I look forward to definitely listening to a hundred more hello good people of Tales of Tamriel I hope you are all doing great on this glorious day I want to congratulate you guys on the hundred episode it has been an amazing time for me and I'm I'm just glad that I got to be a part of it. I have to thank you all for doing what you do, and um, I'm looking forward to celebrate another hundred episode. And I know that many people, many other people, feel the same way. So here's a video we put together with just a few of them.
Hey, Tales of Tamriel crew, how you doing? This is uh, Avarwin from Elder Scrolls Off the Record. And I want to say, holy cow, wow, congratulations on your 100th episode. That is, that is absolutely amazing. Um... You know, it, it's, it's tough. It is, it is tough being a podcaster. And, uh, you know, when, when you podcast about games, you don't have it any easier. You know, some podcasters out there, they talk about a variety of different subjects. And um, podcasters in the gaming industry, especially with MMOs, it's really tough. Um, you know, and, and uh, you got to deal with... You got to deal with, you know, the community uh, jumping in and out of your game, um, saying terrible things about the game. Uh, there's just huge highs, huge lows, and it gets real taxing after a while. And to do 100 episodes and to continue uh, and push forward, uh, while, uh, you know, uh, in, the, in the gaming industry and especially with, with Elder Scrolls Online, um, just, just shows the dedication and love that you guys have for for Elder Scrolls Online. So, congratulations! Um, you know, really, really glad that uh, you guys are are uh, are still around, still having fun, but most importantly, still producing a fantastic show with a fantastic community, and the quality just keeps getting better. You know, it would be. Uh, It'd be one thing to do, you know, 50 great shows and then the next 50 are complete crap. But, you know, um, Tales of Tamriel has been the gold standard for for Elder Scrolls Online podcasts. And you've elevated the bar. Everyone here at Elder Scrolls Off the Record is ecstatic that you've made 100 episodes. And they've been 100 fantastic episodes. And the next 100 episodes are going to be even that much better. And we're even happier to be able to call you guys friends. So from all of us here to you, thank you for your dedication, for your love of Elder Scrolls Online, and thank you for a hundred amazing episodes of Tales of Tamriel. That was... I'm wearing makeup. I'm trying not to cry because you'll be seeing black streaks just running down my face. That was so awesome. That was amazing. That was that was good. I loved all the I loved all, loved all the video clips from inside the game. Um, and I think as a community of gamers, we have the best collection of voices. Definitely. <laughs> you know, like in terms of voices that I just want to hear say basically anything, we have a good collection of voices in the community, not as five, obviously. Although you guys have very wonderful voices. Oh, I really shucks. hope we make it another 100 episodes. Of course you will. I'm joining you now. I'm not going anywhere. I'm like syphilis. <laughs> I'm... I want to be on the show more. I miss being on the show. Come on the show more. The little milk drinker. When he's us. older, he can be on the show too. <laughs> yeah. He's come on the show before. Um, As I trying to control i've cried like four times watching that video not even gonna lie it was fantastic so um, that's why i was telling these like oh, just bless. talk just talk for a minute but honestly podcasting podcasting is really 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 hard like i've been podcasting mostly in technology and a little bit in gaming for probably about 12 or 13 years now and the number of podcasts that 
either I've seen or have guested on or have done, like it is very, very rare to see, you know, the majority of podcasts hit triple figures. Like people peter out or they carry on and sometimes they limp or they change and they're never as good. Um, you know, and there are lots of exceptions, but the majority, you know, they, they, they don't, they stick in the double figures. So um, it's, it's great. To, to be this far ahead and, and to be still thinking, well, this isn't like a hundred episodes. Thanks for all the love. We're off now to say, here's a hundred episodes. Let's take it to the next level. Like that's, that's an awesome achievement. So without wanting to make you even more emotional, well done, because it's entirely led by a host for holding a show together, you know, without good hosts and without a community, it's really hard to keep a show together. Um, so, you know, hats off. <laughs> well done. And thank you. Cause I, you know, I've only been on this show you know, four or five times over the years. And for the, you know, the vast overwhelming majority of the time that I've been uh, sort of a part of this, it's very much been purely as someone listening in a park, generally on lunch breaks uh, from work or on Sundays when I'm trying to distract myself from other things. So it's been, you know, it's been a huge, uh, hugely enjoyable thing to, to listen to over the years. And I, I think particularly at the beginning when you guys were sort of going through this storyline for the first time, like it's something that's very difficult to carry on simply because, We've done the stories now, um, but you know they were always some of my favorite parts. And I think that you know as they release more PVE content, maybe there's a way we can sort of work that into to the show again and, and bring back some of the lore as well. I think that's something that we could probably nerd out on quite a lot. It's one of the things that I know I was super excited to have uh, Nate on the show coming going forward as well, is because him and I have this kind of thing going back and forth where we've after even episodes we've I, we didn't i think we spent 45 minutes talking the one day it wasn't even intentional about breton uh <laughs> um hereditary like how the bretons came about like it was it was insane and i'm yeah. really looking forward to that yeah, moving forward tales is going to be a three-hour show uh, yeah yeah especially <laughs> no, it, it, it won't be because um, well, i mean the time i don't know if you've talked about the time shift mm -hmm. but we're sort of changing the time so that um, so that I can do both podcasts in one day because mm -hmm. I do text message my, my technology podcast in an evening. So in, it's going to be in my afternoon. So I'll always have not a hard deadline, but at least one that stops us from geeking out for three hours about yeah. you know, who the good aliens were. Because there were some good aliens. Probably for the best. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Abby would always be late for work. Yeah, he would. Well, good thing we're starting well, earlier because it's like 6 a.m. Yeah, they're starting yeah, it even, early. Even so. then, even then, you'd be late for work. I know, I know, right? Like, uh, guys, this is like an eight-hour episode. Uh... <laughs> we got to start wrapping this up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but our, now I sort of composed myself. I mean, um, I, I do have to say I want to thank this entire community because as – as um, Wicked said in chat, and a bunch of other people have also said it in chat, was that we have one of the best communities out there. Absolutely, hands down, one of the best communities I've, I've, I've ever been a part of. And, um, I mean, even, even all the way back in, in the dark days, as it will, and um, when we were thinking, like, hey, we're going we're gonna to end the show... It was the community that brought us back. The sheer amount of messages and stuff that I got when we said we were ending our show. Um, 
it was it was amazing. Like I was expecting to wake up. You know, I turned my phone off and stuff after I said we're out, we're done. I was expecting to wake up to a bunch of hate mail and everything like that. But in reality, I think uh, if I remember correctly, it was something like 200 and some odd responses and emails and, and questions from people. And like out of that 200, there was only like two negative responses. Everyone else was don't leave keep stay keep going we want you here and it was the community itself that really cemented um the love for sure for not the game we love the game as it is but what makes this so easy for us to do is the fact that we have the community to support us the um (laughs) um uh, zakir's giving me a hard time in chat um that makes this so great like even even the the video that was done uh were all the guests and stuff that we've ever you know we've had from tales and i know a lot of other people we actually got messages from other people who were like we want to do it we want to do it and i just they i they didn't have time to get their videos together or whatever so um we did have some other people but like even arcs i didn't even know it was happening like i got arcs video because he sent it to me and um I think I had to message him like right away going, oh my goodness, I actually just saw your video. Because when I went to edit it, I, you know, I opened it up on my phone because like I sent it to you because it was like Friday night or something like that. And I was kind of struggling because I got majority of the videos late Friday, early Saturday, somewhere in there. So I, was, I had to mesh them all together before today. And um, I got ARCs and I, I looked at it and I watched about the first 15 seconds. And I'm like, oh, that's perfect. That's exactly what I need. But when I went to load it into my video editor, I noticed it was like a minute and a half. I'm like, but after about the first 30 seconds, the voice ended. And I'm like, well, maybe you just left the recorder on. But when I got to the end and I saw all the other people in the community who got together with ARC and ARC got together and got all these different people from the community to write us messages. And he went out and saw their characters. That was fantastic. Um, so that's that's how that happened. I didn't realize I, that, that. I didn't know that was going to happen. looking at yeah, that's that's what was happening. He went out, and those were messages from all the different people we play with um, that are within the guild, and a bunch of other of other people as well. Um, that was awesome. <laughs> uh, I would have if I'd have, if I'd have if I'd have thought about doing that, I would have got Misa to come and do a sexy dark elf dance. Sexy dark elf dance slash dark elf yeah. dance. Yeah, um, she's not even dark elf. That's just how good she is at it. But yeah, <laughs> and and of course, like everyone else, Krabby. Uh, Deltia, of course, Aloha, which I think the video froze up for her, but if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll see the whole thing, because I'm just going to paste it over there. My computer CPU kind of got a little too high there and froze up. I know you can hear her voice, but you couldn't actually see her, but uh, her video's there, so watch it again on the YouTube version, and you'll see it, because I'll make sure that it, it's fluid. Um, of course, then Ark and all the people in the guild... Uh, I love the first comment that was on there. More fun than setting an Altmer on fire. That's Tails. I, th- I think that's got to be our new tagline going forward. Um, I like that. Yeah, more fun than setting an Altmer on fire. It's, it's fantastic. And, and of course, um, of Arwen and his message to me. I know of Arwen sent me that late last night because he, I was texting him and he's like, I'll get it to you. And he's, he got that for us. And I know he's been super busy, and it, it meant a lot to to me. All the messages, um, not not just not just the video messages we got, but the tweets that we got, the the congratulations in chat right now that we've been getting for this episode 100 has meant the world to me, and really cements my desire and validates 
um, validates me in, in a way for wanting to do this podcast, for starting it up um, all the way back on episode one with Thais. It was just her and I um, starting back. The, the, what, I think the, what was the title? The, the Journey Begins or The Start of the Journey, um, where I think I was very, very blunt with it going, listen, the main reason I'm doing this is this is a way for me to talk about the game that I love with the woman that I love, which I'm pointing no. over here. I, with the woman that I love, and and you know, I was very blunt, going, you know, if if you don't like it, I don't I don't care. We're doing this for ourselves, and I'm I've was surprised at the reaction that we got and the amount of people that actually enjoyed our podcast and how quickly it grew, um, and being able to work with multiple people in the community, like even starting off, like we've had quite a few guests because it was something straight off the bat that when I started podcasting um, I said to myself I'm not going to be I don't want to I, I don't want to create a competitive environment where I've heard, seen that happen in other games like other podcasts and stuff didn't want to you know if you weren't number one you crush everyone else I want it to be the mindset of creating a community that work together and we're definitely seeing that in the ESO community um Deltia did our video here. He worked with us for a lot of episodes. Um, my cat just fell off my lap. Um Aloha has come on our show and <laughs> and now I have a milk drinker, as Deltia says. Yes, my little milk drinker. Um working with the various um other podcasts. I know uh Night's Night and you Nate, we met through ESORP and yeah kept going from there as well as Avar went in and the Elder Scrolls off the record. We've done crossovers with them. It's definitely been a, a show where we've been growing as a community, not just us as a show, but as we grew, everyone else did. We were working together and it's, it's just fantastic. Um, I, I kind of want to invite you guys now, since I've been talking for a while to share some of your memories of the past two years of podcasting if you've been listening um oh yay <laughs> i got hugs um two years of podcasting how long you've been here what your favorite moments have been my favorite moments right there oh and when we got marred we got marred i think we created our characters and the first thing we did was we found the shrine of mara and got got married all of our characters do so um because I think it's I married night's night actually night's night really <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's as uh, someone had said to me before. Um, they're jealous that my wife plays with me. Like this is our game. Like I I haven't even done a lot of the PVE content because it was something that when our little milk drinker showed up, I said I'm not doing anything without her. I mean I have alts that if I need to get through it for something I'll do, but I skip the story. I like tab through because I don't want to. Ex I want to experience everything with her. And we've been able to do that. So, Thais, I kind of want you to start since you were the first person who, well, you started, you were co-founder, both th this show and the network. And, um, you know, pretty much gave me the gusto to go ahead and, and create Tales of Tamriel. All right. What was the question? Give us some of your favorite memories. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's see. Um Finding out that my favorite all-time memory was finding out that deep in my heart and soul and my being that I am actually an Argonian. That was just the greatest thing. Finding out and reading about their all their lore and how much I love them and 
just everything about Argonians is just what I am completely. I'm pretty sure you hated the Argonians coming into this too. Yeah, you definitely I, did. I, I had a little bit of dislike, a little bit. I thought they were weird, you know, drug what was addicts. It changed it. What what tipped the scales, if you will excuse the. <laughs> the pun. See this the is deliberate this, pun that I'm this, secretly. This is what's going to happen for the episode 101 going forward. Just remember, you're going to have that gold right there from Nate. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. was. It was honestly just learning more about them because playing a lot of the other games, they don't delve too deeply in their story, and then playing ESO you get this whole other view of the Argonians, and I remember. The, the, the one quest I did that just meant the most to me about the Argonians is when oh, it was in a field and a whole bunch of like people are dying. Fields of Ruin. It was right in, Deshaun, or in Stone Falls. I remember that one. And you have to go around this, this, uh, this field and, and you're trying to, to, to make things better. And the Argonian in that quest just completely sacrifices herself for everybody else and i just fell in love like i just i love the argonians so much and their connection with with nature and the hist and i also love thieves you know and the dark brotherhood and being sneaky so their um their connection with uh Sithis is just that's it's probably my, my, my most favorite memory. And then, of course, creating the podcast, you know, with Ag, which I never, ever thought would happen. I certainly never thought my face would be anywhere on the Internet. So it's been quite a wild ride, and, and I miss doing the podcast with, uh, with you guys, and I miss being with the fans, and I hope I can come back. Yeah, you should definitely come back. I agree. So I, I, we, we have got a like we did a dramatic reading of the lusty argonian maid mm. and we've only read one part of that you i have to do the rest of them any dramatic readings i was gonna say i forgot that one of the first times you two did it together because you came on yeah. and i i think i surprised you both on that one just going okay we got to the reading she's already written. like hold on hold on hold on i got an idea <laughs> Yeah. I, I'm glad my face wasn't able to be seen that day because I was beat red. Just... Yeah, it was. It yeah. was. <laughs> it's a good time. It's a good time. You know, Thais, you brought a lot of of um, a lot of joy and a lot of fun little puns to the show, and I, I'm sad Delty had to to step out because I'm sure he would he would agree with this as one of probably his favorite moments of the show was when him and I were getting emotional, as we so often do, and you told us to pack up our ovaries. Yep. I think that's even the name of an episode, Pack Up Your Ovaries. Because I, I, we were talking about how much we loved ESO, and we were getting a little emotional, and she's like, are you two done packing up your ovaries so we can go ahead and continue on with this show? <laughs> well, I am the tear eater, you know. I have to, I have to keep it real every, every now and then. You have, you have a Khajiit right behind you. That would be my Khajiit. He also has a guar back there too, because I made sure the guar was there. Oh, is that? Oh, there he is. Oh. We have three Khajiit. Mine was just on my lap, and I, I must have made her mad because she left. My girlfriend and I have just bought a, I bought a house, so we will be having Khajiit and also giant land snails. Ooh. Very excited about naming land snails after Tamrielic characters. 
I'm or trying... more realistically, Star Trek, but we'll see. <laughs> I'm trying to talk Egg into a dog. Don't talk him into a dog. It's a really uncomfortable experience for the dog. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. Or the dog could enjoy it. You never know. Uh, you never know. So is there any other any other moments? <gasps> oh, well, wait. This is one really count. When I got my mom to try out ESO, because she had never played any MMO before, and she didn't quite understand it. So and I figured, you know, ESO was the perfect one for her to try out. And we're in the game, and, she, and I say to her, you want to try out like a big group event? So I take her to a dolmen, and she's standing there, and she's like, ready to go, and I'm like, you, you can't go yet, Mom, you have to wait. And there's four people around her, and she goes, Screw it! I'm going, Bart! And she <laughs> runs at the dolmen, and the four other people run, and everyone dies, and she's like, what happened? I'm like, well, Mom, you, you, didn't, you didn't wait, so, you know, he died. So she runs back, and four people gather, and she waits a little bit longer, and she was able to beat it. She turns to me, and she goes, now I can see why you spend, you know, your life on these games. Like, yeah, they, they become a part of you. Um, doesn't your mum and, and your wife play with you as well? That sounded much dirtier than you intended, I'm sure. But <laughs> I, uh, my wife and my mother used to play the game. Uh, and my brother used to play the game as well. It's, it's a good game to play with family. Cause my, my brother and I play. And he, um, he and I lived together for, well, for, for many years, up until like literally a few weeks ago. And so now we, now we play remotely. And we were we were saying we were doing a few of the um, the delves in in Rothgar together, and it was it was weird because when we were playing it together we were in the same room just on different machines, but there was something weirdly homely about seeing your brother's character in the game while you're talking to them, um, that added like extra value to to the experience. And I wonder what that would be like doing it with an entire family all at the same time. Yeah, it's, it is pretty awesome. I um, mean, we've also got some gaming friends that I play with. We've, I've played with over a decade now. So he's like family as well, and he plays each game and comes along to each one as well. So there's a whole crew of us on the headsets talking, and we meet up sometimes. So it is, it's, just, it's, it's a great feeling as you sit there and play the game with people you know so well. Yeah. But chatting and actually interacting in the game at the same time. It's, it's something completely different to them sitting, say, if you're in a room watching TV with the family. It's not quite the same. When you're actually doing an activity like gaming, there's nothing like it. I think, um, like, Kate, my, my girlfriend, has always been very tolerant of my addiction to this game. And, you know, I will regularly just send a text out of nowhere just saying something about what's happening with the ghost snake or, um, you know, just a screenshot of a random book. Like, there's a great, a couple of really interesting cookery books in, in the game that are great. And, you know, she always has an interesting comment or amusing reply to those that I find deeply enjoyable, I have to say. Just sharing the game in a sideways sort of way with, with loved ones. It's very fun. And it, the Ace, you forgot to add in, she was playing on my character at the time. And, oh, yeah. yeah. When, Ag, uh, when Ag woke up that morning, he went to his character and he's like, what is all this stuff? Because... You know, you can, you can interact with anything in the game. So my mom was picking up bug part. He had millions of bug parts. Just tons and tons of bug parts. She had so much fun. So many bug parts. So many zero gold cost items. Like the armor that you still has zero gold cost. Um, 
Yeah, and it, and it wasn't even stuff I could break down for really good materials because she was playing in like a low level zone, so it was just like my bags were completely full. She had everything under the sun. It was just, it was a logistical nightmare to figure it out. I'm just like, oh, thank heaven she couldn't find the bank, or else my bank would have been full too. Yeah, so bringing families together. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, all right, uh, Stellian, since. I, or actually, I should ask Thais, is there anything else you'd like to, to share with everyone? I might think of something else. Alright, well, yeah, we yeah. can... This doesn't have to be a one-to-one-to-one. -to -one -to -one. I'm just trying to hit people as we go. But if you think of something, just throw it out there. Esteldian, since you were the next on the show, next to officially join, um, what about you, sir? Well, one of my favorite memories is obviously being the very first episode I turned up on after listening to the show for so long. It was quite an exciting moment to actually be... Well, actually, I think I guessed it once as well. But the first time actually officially being part of the podcast was a exciting time. Uh, but before then, I used to love listening to Thais and Deltia argue with each other and just disagree on everything. So that used to crack me up all the time. Um, and I have to admit, Thais is a very different gamer to me, but then so was Deltia. So it was quite interesting each episode one time i might be agreeing with these and the next one i'm agreeing with deltia and often i'd end up sending emails in just to mm -hmm. throw in my two cents and it was certainly an enjoyable way to get through the day at work listening to this podcast time and time again um and you already mentioned one of my favorite moments was they used to tell you guys to pack up your ovaries pack up your ovaries uh, i love that, that i like how chat right now is talking about the british bromance going off in the bottom left corner it's because you put me and Esteldian in the same box. <laughs> I know, but it's hilarious because the way you look looks like you're looking each other in the eyes. It's guy love. <laughs> it is. It, it is. It's all good. It's, it's ran out of boxes. <laughs> We're married. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it, it's, it's showing the morph between one Brit and the next. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of that. Uh, people in chat, can't believe Thais is on the video. Yeah. She is. That's my beautiful wife right there. So, it's it's really difficult being on video because I have this concentrating face where it usually consists of just my mouth hanging open, and, and it happens and drooling. Yes, mouth, yeah. mouth hanging open and drooling. I'm doing my best not to do that. <laughs> so I'm just sitting here blinking a lot and looking like I'm. She's literally just, just deranged. <laughs> it's because I'm trying not to do that. Nice nice yeah yeah it's, it's tough it's tough well you, you said when we had the little milk drinker that uh i'd have to deal with like all the drool with the baby drool i'm like it's all good i already dealt with it for you for years so it's all right <laughs> oh my my all right so we got the pretty much the packing up your ovaries how about you avi what what are some of your well, favorites did didn't have anything else yeah well we can throw more in uh, well, okay, yeah, I'll just throw in the fact that the first time I met Darius in ESO, the guy's a legend. I love that character, and I enjoyed bumping into him time and time again. Is that ESO. Darian Gutierrez? Darian Gutierrez, that's the one, yeah. One of my I favorite characters. Oh, I loved him. Favorite character throughout the game. <laughs> JB Snow in chat says, Can you guys get Rich Lambert back? I need to send him all my money to get the Direwolf pet with the next DLC update. The uh, the the direwolf went over well because I got a tweet from Wicked Wolf going, 
Ag, I effing love you. So I might have another bromance myself. So, <laughs> um, direwolf mount, yay! Oh, uh, and of course, two last moments. So I better mention yeah. one is reaching the one year anniversary on the show. Mm, yeah. And yeah. of course, being here for episode one hundred. There you go. That's a memory I, in and of itself. <laughs> there it is. Nice, nice. Yeah, it's um, it's definitely been a journey and one that's some of some of the best that that i've ever done and uh i feel i feel bad that um in regards with like esteldian and nate i think i've only gotten to play with esteldian one time on the pts and nate i can't remember if we hooked up on on the pts or we, not we have never hooked up on the pts so that sounds like a crime to me it, it does it really yeah. does but uh, I know Esteldian, you and I got to, we were playing around, I think it was right around Craglorn where you and I were testing out builds. So just you and me started going through all the delves in Craglorn. Uh, yes, yes, we did. That was pretty fun just because we never got to play together before. And that, that's always really sad when it comes to. Yeah, damn those EU-US server splits. Yeah, I, I'm of the same notion with consoles. I just kind of wish it was all one on one big server. Just one big server. Because that'd, nice. that'd be fantastic. So I don't know. I don't want to play with any stinky console players. <laughs> That's why she's the tier eater. Oh yeah. Yeah, we have quite an active console fan base now, and I know quite a few people have been very interested in in. Um, um, now that I just insulted. Now that you insulted one of all of them. Yeah, don't listen to her. She's cray cray. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to pull one of these from chat. Chat room, if you have any special moments from the podcast, please shout them out because I'd like to talk about these. Ark put one. One of my favorite moments was when we were running some vet dungeons with the horde of spectral spiders before the boss, the one with the death ring, and all of a sudden we all died since the Thais was just gone. She literally ran away from her computer. I remember that because I think we were recording it. She literally was like, nope, I'm out, I'm out. It was so funny. We pulled the boss, and all of a sudden, all these little spiders showed up, and she literally ran from her keyboard. Oh, you didn't need me for that. I'm good. Just, no. Nope. I was cracking up. I, I forgot about that arc. That's fantastic. I'm glad you remember that. That was great. <laughs> wow. Laughing my turmoil. It's all right. I get it. You literally <laughs> threw your headphones off and ran into the kitchen. That was funny. Um... Kilted Piper says, I remember a similar time, but there was an actual spider on your window and she just couldn't even stay in the room. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Setsua says, when I first downloaded Tales and wish I had a PC to play with everyone. That's, that's pretty nice, Setsua. Avi, what about you, sir? Let's throw some Tales in here. All right. Well, I got, I got a few. First couple ones are pretty simple since they became a pretty big part of the show. Hashtag blame Krabby. Hashtag blame Krabby was good. <laughs> Hashtag blame Krabby. Blame him for everything, even stuff that happens to me in real life now. Stub my toe, blame Krabby. So uh, that was a really great moment next to swallowing swords, mm. of course. Uh, another great one. But one of, one of my favorite moments was probably the glass motif episode we did. When I finally, it was kind of the realization that my voice is being heard throughout a community. Seeing, you know, from the negative comments to the positive comments to hearing Ivarwin bring up my name on ESOTR, you know, a show that I've been listening to since Skyrim off the record, you know, just 
and with them. That was uh, a very, a very weird moment hearing some of them say my name after, of course, another one is meeting Elder Scrolls off the record and saying to them for so many years. But the same thing of, on my first episode with the Jealous and Thais. You guys saying hi to me for the first time? It's like, uh, <laughs> wow. Okay, I guess I, I guess I'm actually, I'm, I'm actually here. So that's definitely some of my, my favorite moments. Um, one thing I did want to say though to the community, um, ever since these past two years, uh, I've brought it up a couple times. I deal with some pretty bad health issues. I can't go out much. I'm pretty much stuck at home a good amount of time of my life. Play video games by myself. And uh, this podcast, Twitter, the Wings of Fate Guild, the whole community, you know, some of you guys have became some of my closest friends. So uh, I really appreciate having you all in my life, guys, playing with you guys every day. I, I love this podcast. I love doing it every Sunday, and I look forward to doing every single episode. So those are some of my favorite episodes, just being here, talking to you guys, having a good time, and being, part, being a bigger part of the community than just a listener. So... Uh, that's awesome. Thank man. you, thank you, Thais, and thank you, Agelos, for uh, making that amazing community. You know, tugging out my heartstrings, dude. Come I on know. now. I'm trying not to cry. Stop making uh, Thais cry. Yeah, come on now. Come on, that's uh, not I'll, cool. That's what I was going for. Oh, now I can't even read chat. Nutcracker. Uh, I, I, I just, I just had to say, you know, thank you guys. It's, it's really awesome to be here. Another favorite moment, of course, is uh, me, you, and Ark three manning dungeons and taking photos mm. taking photo shoots 45 you know, minutes on the ruby throne <laughs> real, realizing i'm not the only person who enjoys just spending a crap load of time in game taking pictures of myself like oh, <laughs> oh look at this mountain look at this mountain tap i'm gonna take a picture of me standing on it maybe 20 pictures of me standing on it we're so vain at that point mmo is the first to create the selfie yeah yeah we were <laughs> exactly yeah trend says Single Malt says you can hear the milk drinker because I think my mom just fell through the floor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Uh, Arkanir, one of my top favorite moments was when I opened Twitter one day and saw Tales of Tamriel followed you notification. I remember taking a screenshot and sending it to my friends. That's funny. I like that. I like that. I know a lot of... It's very heartening, especially. And this has happened several times. Zakir in chat was one of them. There's a bunch of others who sent me that, like, I'd be running around in the game, and someone would send me a message going, are you, are you that Agelos from Tales? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's me. And sitting down and talking, and I love this, because people would just chat and talk to me, just, hey, I love your show, man, and, and, and um, I love getting those messages. I just love it. It's, it's fantastic, and it's one of my favorite things to interact with the community as most people if you if you talk with anyone i'm i'm very open when it comes to that um if you send me a message i'm like oh yeah. i love it just as much as when people send me messages going oh like ark said when he fall i love talking to people they send me messages i get a kick out of it it's fantastic um <laughs> sets up my interview for joining dungeon crawler network and being on tales for the first time um oh my goodness it it's fantastic Wait, there's an interview phase? There's a... Well, sort of. If you showed up and I liked you, and that was it. <laughs> I know, I think... Oh, that I sounds think familiar, I, yeah. I, I came on as a writer, and I never wrote anything. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, you did, didn't yeah. you? You just kept coming on, on Tales, because I need... And, and that's something, Esteldian and Avi. Uh, personally, you two guys jumping on 
uh, when I need, because of course they use with with the little milk drinker having to step away because she just couldn't do it. I know she tried even when she was pregnant. She tried so much to be on the show, but the swelling feet, she just couldn't do it. And you two guys jumped on it and were just like, "No, we're here. We're here for you. We're you know like, you know for a while I'm like, wow, I'm gonna do this show solo for a while because you know." Um, but you two both jumped in there when I needed you guys and, and kept kept the show going at this point. I mean, that's it, it, you guys who got us as much as, as me on here. It's you guys who kept us going from, like, episode 50 going forward, you know? Because I don't know if I would have had the the up and, and get up and go if it was just me. The fact you guys jumped in and wanted to be part of all of this um, meant a lot to me. So, man, I've cried too much on one episode. Um, Kilted Piper. I remember making Thais a vamp. She was not happy with her character looks for a few weeks and just couldn't keep it up. I remember um, getting both Bit and uh, Bit, actually, Krabby. Krabby will know this because he's married to him. Kipster. Kipster, a great fan of the show, and unfortunately, I don't think he plays ESO anymore. But uh, the running joke was that he took me out back and, 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 you know, ravaged me in a corner to give me both his of his both of his STDs because he both gave me vampirism and uh, lycanthropy. So um, those were, those were definitely good times. I um, oh one of my favorite moments I got to throw in here. Thais and I when we first started playing reading reading all the books was our thing. And Nate, you're probably the same way. You read a book, you're like, I don't care what's going on. I got I got to stop. I got to read this. You know, yeah. To find the story, and we don't and and. Avi's fantastic for this, and Ark, Ark is amazing for this as well, because they know that's how I like to play, so when new dungeons come out, I won't pug it, I'll wait for these guys, because we'll run it together, we'll spend four hours in there, just like poking our nose in every corner, reading every book, because it's what we like doing, and we're not going to make a pug suffer through it, we do that together, um, but Thais and I running through and we were doing Vaults of Madness. So you remember how you jumped through the floor for the first mm -hmm. boss? Mm -hmm. And we were running along. We are just doing our thing. And, and, and Kipster had done the dungeon. So he jumped before and he jumped down. And all of a sudden, all I heard in chat was, son of a... And I'm like, what's wrong? We jumped down. And he's like, I'm, I'm, I'll be back. I'm going to pick some dinner up or something. I'm like, what's going on? And we jumped down. And it was like, because it's a library. So it's like 20 rows of books. He's like, I'll see you guys in like an hour. Um, another moment that I really loved was we were doing veteran mode. Uh, I can't remember who all was with me at the time. I know, I think Thais was, I was, and Kipster. I think Avi was. I can't remember um, who the fourth DPS was. But we were doing veteran uh, Elden Hollow. So you know the final boss... Um, no, it wasn't Avi because it was somebody, it was uh, uh, McWhiskers who, he was a vampire at the time. So you remember the final boss is the giant uh, Daedric Titan. So he puts fire on the ground, right? And there's the, he summons the ads. We were in there for probably like four hours trying to kill this guy because our healer, because I think they was DPSing at the time, she wasn't healing. Our healer was a vampire, so the fire just murdered him. Every time he would jump and the fire would fly, he would die. And we were in here for hours and hours and hours. And we finally were like, we're just, we're going to keep going. We're going to keep going. We're going to get this. And um, he, we got it down to the point where it was an execute range. It was like 5% left. 
it was, it's like two percent and kipster's sitting there tanking it going all right we're gonna get this we're gonna get this and all of a sudden all i hear out of team speak is no he fell off the edge at two percent health and that's all we heard was kipster screaming over team speak no as he fell off the edge because we've been in there like for four hours on this boss and it was the last like two percent uh, but we actually managed to kill it so um only for a little bit, Krabby. For for a little bit. For a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So that was that was that was probably some of my best memories. Does anyone have anything else from the past two years of podcasting? No. Probably, but we've talked about so much over the last two hours that I can't remember what I've said and what I haven't said. Right. <laughs> Uh, I, I will say I will say that um, I because I I would love to do I would love the game to have more uh, recorded readings of of the law books you know mm -hmm. at, at least the bigger ones um, you know the the um, sort of region law and, and that sort of things not necessarily the you know pamphlets and, and quest specific stuff that you find um, and. You know, there's some good readings of it on YouTube, but um, you guys would do the readings once a week of, of a different book or do like a series. And I always, I missed that when that went away. You know, they were, they were some, they were some favorites actually of sort of hearing those books. It was always quite absorbing. Um, so we, we should do more of that, I think. I, I agree. It was... It was definitely something that was one of my favorite parts as well, and um, w one of the only reasons why that entire subsection went away was because, in my mind especially, uh, because this podcast was, at least, you know, when we started, was a co-venture between Thais and I. That was her section, you know, mm -hmm. that was what she did, and I know what I've talked to her, and I think we're going to get her into reading some books Yes. Even if pre-recording yes. them, and then we can play them during the show, and then Nate and I can talk lore, that might be that might be coming back. Because at the very least, we'll have her read it, and then Nate and I can geek out over lore about what went on in the book. Um, that will be coming back. I just know that was something that when she's when she first had to step away, and we weren't really sure how long. Um, uh, Ark says in chat, who was it that read the lusty Argonian maid with these? Was it Nate, Estelle, Dan, or Ag? It was Nate. <laughs> it was Nate. That was good fun. But the thing is, there, there are loads, there are loads of, you know, of, of these books that have dialogue with more than one character. Like we could, mm -hmm. we could easily get like, um, you know, a community vote of the top 20 books that have like dialogue in them and either do them live on the show or pre-record some of them and put them in each week. We could totally do that. I think that'd be a lot of fun. I mean, the chat room and other people may tell me that it's a vanity project because I just want to talk about law books all day. But um, actually, but I, I think uh, chat room is in favor of this because that was a lot of people's favorite section as well. Like, I, it, for the the next like six or seven weeks after they stop going, I've got messages like, "So when's lore books? When when are we doing more lore books?" Like that has been the biggest criticism of the podcast was where the lore books go it'll, it'll come back it'll come back i, I, I miss if, reading for everybody yeah face is reading it i'm not surprised everyone's missing it yeah right yeah, we could do it without it. it just wouldn't have been right we've got so many we could go through i mean this is this is just one book 
Single Malt says maybe have a subsection on Patreon to pay for a babysitter so Thais can come back on the show. <laughs> I'll just, read, I'll just read that book from cover to cover for everybody. I just found a very, very hot high elf in this book. <laughs> <laughs> Save that for later. Oh, yes. Thumb mark that one. That in there. And Krabby. We're good. We're good. Um, set to a, when I was waiting for ESO to come to console, I was always looking forward to hearing the lore section. Yeah, and actually Setsua, I remember Setsua came and he officially became part of the network at some point. I can't remember exactly when, but we were talking. He was one of the first people to interact with me a lot on, on the Facebook page. Um, when it, Before it came to console, he was sending me messages like daily as he was listening to the podcast episodes. So that's how I actually got to meet Setsua and see what happens. You talk to me a lot, you end up as part of the network. I mean, that's what <laughs> happened to Nate too, apparently. So you know. I do have one more thing about like it's probably the best reason that I love the podcast and an ESO because uh, the, the podcast and ESO brought two amazing British accents into my life. <laughs> Oh. And that to me just you can't get any better than that. Told you, Avi, we're filler. Like we've literally are laughing. Yeah. <laughs> we we write the notes and we get it together, but it's Estelle and Nate and Thais that the people are here for. We're just well, yep. just to step in there. My mother has sent congratulations to us all for our hundredth episode. I'm listening live. I think we even had an episode called Estelleian's Mom. I seem oh, to yeah. we did because we got a nice letter from her and that was fantastic. Yeah, that was great. Uh, oh, another favorite moment. Trying to do detective work to find out if that five-star review about Esteldin was actually, you know, like his mum or something. Because I still have my doubts that it was a listener. Um, You're just jealous. You never got your own five-star. <laughs> I'm just saying it's highly suspect, okay? Have I ever had a five-star? Oh, most of your five-stars are for you. What are you talking about? I think we started getting like negative reviews when you left the show. It's just like, well, if Ace ain't here, the shows went downhill. It's all over. Yeah, yeah. It's it was it was an, definitely an interesting time. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I guess uh, anyone else have any final thoughts um, for this hundredth episode before we before we wrap it up and and call it a night and um, go from there. Love you, Grabby. Love you, Krabby. Wow, that's yep. hashtag love Krabby. That, I don't think it out. No. That won't that won't no. go trending. No I don't know. That won't trend. No. Oh, no. another another one one final memory just for Krabby since we're talking about him. Remember that time he got killed by a crab? No, oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> Poetic justice right there. Yeah. I've never seen anyone in ESO get killed by a mud crab. I, I didn't, didn't think even it was know possible. It was po didn't even know it was possible. Exactly. I, re I remember when Krabby first, one of the first episodes he guested on, I, fa I specifically went into Skyrim, downloaded the uh, Mud Crabs with Monocles mod so I could take right. a screenshot for him. So all you saw was a bunch of Mud Crabs with Monocles and Top Hats. That was his episode. Um, so, all right, well, let's give our final thoughts, then we'll we'll sign off and, and, uh, and, and go from there. So, um, Avi, what about you, sir? Yeah, this was a, a very a very awesome hundredth episode. It was really cool meeting Rich and uh, getting some questions out of him, talking to all of you guys, having such an active chat room, and uh, can't wait to do another hundred more episodes. Excellent, excellent. Uh, Stellian, sir. 
uh, yeah, it's been an awesome episode. It was nice to be around for the number 100 and to have had my one-year anniversary. Obviously, this is my final episode with the Tales crew, unfortunately. Now I'm going to cry um, again. Thanks. <laughs> give it, you know, I, I've, I've, had right. actual, I've had a blast being here, but obviously as I don't play the game much anymore or at all, um, I'm about as much use in this podcast as a uh, condom machine in the convent, so <laughs> it will be time for me to uh, head on out of here, but I'll still be listening in because I like to listen on at work, and uh, I'll be around the network, so I'm sure if any of you listen to other podcasts, you'll hear from me every so often. Right. Uh, Nate, as the newest member of Tales stepping in, um, what are your thoughts, sir? Go easy on me, chat room. I want to do my best. <laughs> I want to give you everything. <laughs> I erect the spine of I erect it all. the spine of desperation. Please go easy. <laughs> no, I'm excited. I really am. I'm I I'm 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 very excited. I think it's going to be an interesting time. I hope I can bring more to the show than I um detract from it. Um and I hope that we can have fun in the moisture. Would say, nice, uh, Thais. We need uh, more more things about Argonians, definitely. Uh, I'm gonna miss the Stelnian uh, a lot, you know. First British accent on the show makes me sad, and um, it's been a great show. I'm really happy that I was able to be here, and I, I really hope I can come back again because I miss being with all you guys, and I miss being with the fans, and. I miss reading for everyone. There's just I just miss everything, and I made sure I was here for the 100th episode, and mm -hmm. I've grown to really, really love all you guys and spending time with everybody. And there's nothing quite like not really knowing you guys, but at the same time knowing you so much that when I'm gone and come back, everyone is so happy to see me and. I'm going to cry too, and that, no, and that I think is just, that's, that's the best feeling ever, to know that people appreciate the work that we do, and, mm -hmm. and yeah, I just, I love you guys. Now she's making me cry, like, constantly, it's, it just sucks, <laughs> it's like, the worst episode ever, I think I'm just going to rename it to, like, Ag Cries Constantly. Um... Obviously, it's been an emotional type day for me because 100 episodes, making it two years. It is a big milestone for podcasts, hitting the triple digits. Um, that That's a big thing because uh, if you if you look, just, just look for, I mean, any Elder Scrolls, well, I mean, even Elder Scrolls podcast. I mean, there's, there's several, but if you looked at the long history, um, a lot of them, you know, come in, go, and whatever, for whatever case, while they're here, while they're not, um, it doesn't even have to be about, it could be anything, most podcasts don't continue very long, even, even, um, Nate mentioned that, that they, they don't, they tend to peter out after a, a certain period of time, and hitting this milestone meant a lot, uh, to me, and that we have such an amazing fan base, um, who, who, who love just listening to the show, sending us messages, sending, um, great. Now silver Malt saying my new name, we got tear eater and tear maker right now. That's me. Um, <laughs> thanks a lot, buddy. Thanks for the help. Um, I definitely want to thank everyone who's, who's been part of this. They obviously thank you so much. Um, 
love of my life right here who who stood behind me when I did this and and uh, helped get it going really I mean I think the majority of our fans were here because of her so I mean she really got us going and you know so she she gave us a good leg up there so it's wonderful that she's been here and been able to play this game that I that I love and that you know that we've got to play together we've had many many hours of enjoyment adventuring together from the from the start till even now like I still bugger in the evenings after uh, the little milk drinker goes to bed going do we have time for like an hour can we play for a little bit and um, when I get to play those times as most of people in the guild know if if face is on it don't matter what you want me to do I'm like nope I'm out see you guys I, I'm playing with her um, it's happened on more than one occasion. I've bailed on many a pledge run and, and various things to, to quest with these. So uh, I want to thank Krabby, of course, for coming on. Uh, I believe he showed up and uh, was one of the first ones who did a live show with us uh, for like episode 10 or something, like 10 or 11, or he, he was streaming. Because for the longest time, up until recently, since we moved to our new house, I can now stream because I have good internets. Yay! I can play DLC the day it launches. That, that's always amazing. Um, so I want to thank Krabby for starting off and, and coming with us on the early shows. And I want to give a special thank you to Deltia as well. Deltia, Deltia's Gaming, for coming on. He came on, I believe, somewhere in the 20s and came on as a periodic guest. And then for about 20 episodes, I think all the way to like 52, I think it was, 50 or 52, he was my constant co-host the entire time. Um, he was always here. Uh, so I want to thank Deltia for that. Uh, I want to give a special thank you to Deltia and Avi. I'll start with Avi. Avi for jumping in there with me and keeping me going um, and being here every every pretty much every week it's i text avi randomly going hey like let's do something and he's like i'm there i'm done let's do it um many a times like i've had to cancel the show on a sunday because i wasn't feeling good or something like that and i would text avi on like a monday morning or something like that i'm like hey you want to do something later tonight he's like yep i'm there let's do it so avi thank you so much for staying here with us and um um you know, like, and, and doing this podcast with me, because you've always been my go-to guy these last 50-some episodes where you've always been here, like, you've always always been ready and and uh, willing to pretty much do anything that comes into my crazy mind. Uh, obviously, thank you, Estellian, for the past 50-some episodes. Thank you for being part of the Dungeon Crawler Network, for bringing the British accent in here, <laughs> so Thais would be happy, and, um, for doing all so much work that you've done on the on the site uh for all the guides you you've done and everything like that that's that's been fantastic you brought a lot of traffic to the site that we wouldn't have gotten without you um so thank you so much for the time that you've put in and uh, we're definitely definitely going to miss you here on tales not necessarily in the dungeon crawl network because i'm i'm going to pull you into other stuff but uh we, we'll definitely miss you here on tales of tamriel uh, Nate, thank you so much for coming on. I know you've been a um, a guest host of ours several times, and ever since I've added you to Skype, you've been sending me messages constantly when it comes to lore stuff, and it's been fantastic yeah. uh, to meet that kind of kindred spirit when it comes to lore. And, and I love chatting with you with lore because it's just like you and I get into that, and it's it's fantastic. 
We go um, deep. We phrasing. Anyone? <laughs> uh, I'm not deep that into one. the lore. Deep into the lore. Absolutely, that's what we were saying. Um, it it was fantastic. Uh, I want to thank Arkaneer, of course, for coming on and doing so much in the guild, like, especially with the video that he's done um, for us. Like I I I was expecting a video from him, but he going above and beyond to get other members of the community into it. That was that was amazing. Thank you so much, Ark. Arks. Ark's my random tank anytime I need him. Like, the poor guy never gets any sleep because um, I wake him up. It's 3 in the morning. He's tanking dungeons for me. Uh, I remember singing up all night to farm gold keys with Ark and Avi one night, like four hours doing gold and silver pledges. Um, so it's been fantastic. Aloha, thank you for doing your video with us. Thank you for guesting with us. Thank you for shouting us out when you're on your stream. Whenever I hop on, you're always quick to go check out tales of tamriel thank you so much um thank you so much to the elder scrolls off the record crew uh you guys have been great friends to us over here at tales of tamriel um giving us a lot of retweets just uh, being a friend to us has been fantastic um i've i've chatted with all of you uh kdr mickey randomly runs dungeons with us constantly love he's in team speak with me chatting all the time Avarwin, I text frequently, and, and with, I think I texted him yes, no, oh, texted him this morning, I think it was. So, Avarwin, thank you so much. Rage, of course, Rage, Rage, fantastic. Liz, uh, everyone over there at Elder Scrolls Authority, thank you so much for um, being our friend and and supporting what we do as 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 you know another podcast in the same genre and things like that. It means a lot that we're we're able to form a a collaboration rather than a competition and that that means a lot before you wrap it up did you actually give avi a chance to say what the i did was? you yep. did yep. okay yeah i i waited i i think i did um so yeah that's that's been it and um i also want to give a special shout out of course to rich for coming on the show um, but more importantly i want to give a special shout out to jessica and gina over there the community team um, thank you so much for putting all this together and, you know, Rich taking the time out of his day. Um, but yeah, on a Sunday as well, on a Sunday. Yes, absolutely. But I mean, we had a, another interview with, a, a, a Joe Blackburn a couple episodes, like 30 some episodes in or something like that, that Jessica put together and Gina and Jess worked together to get us rich for this episode. Um, I want to thank the community team. Like they are a fantastic community team who are willing to, to, to interact with the, us, the contact or content creators. And, and it was fantastic that they, they were able to put this together for us for this milestone episode. It, it meant a lot to us. And um, it, thank you so much for that. And I look forward to bugging you guys in the future for our next hundred episodes. So uh, don't, don't, don't block my email. <laughs> oh oh and uh thank you kilted piper for teaching me how to run dungeons yes yes kilted running our, our <laughs> pledges it's we have such a great community it's uh and i think you forgot someone uh much love and thanks to the reddit community even though they might hate us <laughs> we still love them <laughs> thanks a lot reddit community um yeah yeah it's definitely but um thank you so much guys and and um 
I, I guess that's it for episode 100 of Tales of Tamriel. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. And uh, come back next week, starting episode 101 and moving towards episode 200. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next week. The serpent lights the ancient sky and red of tainted stars. Evil stirs and in its wake the souls of mortals sway. Spin.